to Best of Friends. You think we're still going to hang out after what you just did to me? You are lying. I want that on record that you're done. Who think they know football? I will not listen to any slander against the great name of Ezekiel Elliott. I think you're an idiot. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. I look like I normally do. A freaking moron. Let's be real, Fitzpatrick is a beautiful man. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We don't do smart here. It's a multi-dollar production, I'll say that. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hey, what's up, 2M Nation? It's another weekly installment of your favorite podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. I was going to say Apple, but that's kind of, you know, slimming the margins out. (laughs) It's your comedic relief, Matt, here with your main primary host, Mike. I appreciate that. (laughs) Hey, we know who does the legwork around here. Leg work, arm work, whatever you need. <laughs> but yes, this week is our preseason sort of wrap-up as well as our season prediction. So we're going to predict uh, division winners, conference people, defensive player, offensive rookie, coach, you name it. We're predicting it here now. Uh-huh. Let's go. Yeah, hope you're ready. In the Continuing in the vein of, of a lot of uh, pre-work going into these rather than just taking notes on actual football games, which is coming very soon. Uh, yeah. Podcast near you. Might even say this podcast. Oh. Uh, but yeah, very exciting. We made it through the preseason, and happily, not too many uh, season-ending injuries happened this summer. The only, the biggest one that comes to mind is, uh, you know, Mackay Becton, uh, lineman for the Jets, and then um, the guy, the receiver for Denver. Did you see Baltimore put out a joke? Oh, no, I didn't. But was it about last year's injuries <laughs> versus so, this year? You know, last year, Baltimore was down every running back in the NFL, yep. apparently. So by, already his, by the end of August. Yeah. <laughs> during his press conference, uh, head coach Harbaugh said, so on the personnel side of things, our uh, our mascots host suffered a season injury. Oh, yeah. Season ending injuring ACL tear and will yeah. be out for the remainder of the season. Um, that, that's funny. Luckily, only, that's their only, only injury. Baltimore can make light of the situation where we didn't know how their backfield was going to even operate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, and just I think give it to Lamar and let him do it. Yeah, well, even with healthy, that's what it looks like based on their receiving core is is the plan. But we'll get into that uh, very short, uh, very shortly. Actually, their division and, and who we think, how we think that one's going to shake out. But um, yeah, like you already said. Uh, on today's show, we're going to, yeah, all the, the final installment of preseason news, training camp battles. We had the roster cut deadline earlier this week where all the teams are now down to 53 uh, people left on the roster, as well as predicting division winners. Our playoff sleepers will be revealed. And, uh, yeah, we'll make our predictions for every NFL award uh, come the end of the season. Oh, and the fantasy corner, most importantly, we'll recap our draft from last weekend and um, briefly discuss our teams. But Let's do it. There's nowhere else to start the show but here, Matt. First and foremost, the Ravens got another preseason win in preseason week three, 17-15. You know I wouldn't have been able to sleep tonight if I didn't know that. <laughs> 17-15 over the Commanders. It's another perfect preseason, extending their preseason win streak to 22 straight games won. So it'll, it has to stop there due to the fact that preseason's over, but check back in next August and we'll see if they can continue this unbelievable run of uh, preseason wins. I'll be here. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> You're on record saying that. So no, no backing out now. <laughs> Crap. Uh, edit it. You know who else is still going to be somewhere? Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, no. Re- Do we have to? <laughs> He's staying. Jimmy Garoppolo is staying in San Francisco. On a restructured deal to save the team some money, he's the highest paid backup quarterback in the league by far, and <laughs> you could argue he's worth it. Uh, I mean, you could argue he is also the best backup quarterback in the league skills-wise, but it's uh, that doesn't change the fact that the keys have been officially turned over to Trey Lance, and um, he'll be the week one starter, and Garoppolo will still be there just in case that all goes horribly. 
I mean, Lance has a good cast around him, so I feel feel pretty good in this case with Devo still on the team, Brandon Ayuk. So, yeah, yeah, in the running game, they've got a strong offensive line. Um, so that's the end of the Garoppolo saga for this summer. This summer, all the trade rumors and everything. Um, yeah, he's staying put in San Francisco. Taking a look at the quarterback battles that we saw take place throughout the preseason. Uh, I actually haven't seen this confirmed in Pittsburgh, whether it's going to be Trubisky as the week one starter, but he he did start their final preseason game coming in after him was their first round pick this year. So what I was reading um, is that it seems like Mitch will be the starter, but on a very, very short leash. Yeah. Um, because it seems like Pittsburgh would not be afraid to turn it over to uh, to Kenny Pickings if if Mitchell is not going to work out. Yeah, and they based on what he showed in the preseason, I would say they, they should not be afraid of that necessarily because he looked really good. Of course, it's only preseason doesn't mean too much, but he he did about all you can do, I think, to, to prove that he uh, belongs. In Seattle, it will be Geno Smith. Uh, he... Uh, starting week one, he played. He started the week preseason week three game, uh, but only played one series or two before uh, Locke took the rest of the game. Um, threw three interceptions, looked pretty bad. Uh, there was this hilarious headline popped up on my phone after the game, and it said "Gino named starter after fiasco Locke performance." <laughs> was it that bad? Just the word, just the word fiasco made me laugh. I didn't see it. I'll admit, but. Uh, three interceptions is not great on paper. And it was almost right after the game. Pete Carroll was like, yeah, we're going with Gino Smith week one. <laughs> I mean, he backed up uh, uh, Russell Wilson while he was there and did just fine. So he's familiar with the team. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He got a few starts last season while Russ was hurt. And like you said, looked fine. Uh, and then the other one, Carolina, Baker Mayfield was declared the winner, as we already knew. And Darnold is actually injured in the final preseason game. He's going to be out four to six weeks with an ankle injury. And uh, this actually led to Baker being the starter. No, I think he was declared the starter before that game. Okay, because it would have been funny if they'd be like, "No, you know what? We'll give Darnold a shot. One more, one more chance." Yeah, hurts his ankle. All right, Baker. Well, that that settles that. Um, but it's interesting because the rookie they drafted, Matt Corral, is also injured, and he's going to be out for the whole season. Uh, begging the question of who's going to be the backup quarterback for this team. The world may never know. Yeah. Well, hopefully Baker's healthy and plays well enough that we never have to find out. But uh, they're they're down their number two and three quarterbacks already. But uh, as we all knew what happened, Baker's declared the starter. Uh, a couple other pieces of news. Jalen Rager was traded to the Vikings yeah, from uh, Philly. Yeah, he was their first round draft pick a few years ago. Actually, same draft class. As Justin Jefferson, he was actually taken. The Eagles took him earlier in the draft than the Vikings took Jefferson, which is ironic. But he, yeah, he, um, I mean, pretty much a bust. And they drafted Vontae Smith last year. Now they bring in A.J. Brown. Other guys like Quez Watkins have been playing well, so they really didn't need him anymore. And the Vikings get him for just a seventh-round pick next year and a conditional 2024 uh, fifth-rounder. So... Didn't have to give up a ton to take this former first-round pick, still super young, and see if they can get more out of him than the Eagles could. A couple of uh, notable roster cuts. Ian Book, Saints quarterback. He was a rookie last year. They cut him after just the one season. And I really wish I could take credit for this joke. His name's Ian Book. And the news report from Bleacher Report, Fieldert said it ends that chapter of his career. Get it? Book chapter. Uh, I was like, oh, that is clever. I wish I'd come up with that. <laughs> you know what, Mike? You, you could have if you tried. Well, the Eagles claimed him, so now he's uh, now he's in Philly. The Raiders cut offensive tackle Alex Leatherwood, who was their first round draft pick just last year. That's pretty shocking. Uh, really? But he, and he was claimed by the Bears, so they get a little potential uh, boost to their own offensive line if they can 
if he fits their system better than the, the Daniels system, potentially. We'll see. True that. They need the help. They need the help. So could be a good pickup. Uh, the Dolphins cut Sony Michelle, who was the Rams' leading rusher last year. Um, but the Dolphins brought in a bunch of other running backs this offseason, too. So it's not that surprising, I guess. But he was immediately picked up by the Chargers, who were in need of a backup behind Eckler. And then another notable running back, Kenyon Drake, cut by the Raiders. Um, and he was immediately picked up by the Ravens, who need the help in their running back room due to J.K. Dobbins, most likely not going to be ready, uh, fully recovered from his own ACL tear by week one. And then we'll wait, and Kenyon Drake will appear on next week's injury list. That's fine. We know how this goes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he'll join their mascot on the IR. <laughs> R.I.P. Poe. Uh, I don't think we've been talking long enough to take a break, so let's go right into our season predictions. It says we're supposed to take a shirt break, Mike. Oh. Whoops. Yeah, you better pop that bad boy off. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. PG. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> I hope you wrote down Mike's all your got division winners. Mike's shirt on and we're good. Uh, you don't know that. We don't have the camera on. <laughs> I'm just following what it says in the notes. That's all. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, division winners. Make sure. all our predictions right here. Starting with wow. uh, right now, maybe the, the maybe the toughest one. And actually, I don't have anything written down for this one yet. So I'm going to switch it up and make I you go first. I have to applaud you for not putting your answers in the margins. Yeah, well, I know what happens. I know you're going to read it and then so that it spoils it and then delete it so that I can't even see it ever again. So I, I, <laughs> that was hilarious. You couldn't remember your trivia answer. <laughs> and they said, I didn't, and they said, I never learned. <laughs> I learned quick this one, this one. All right. So the AFC North, of course, is actually easier than you think. Really? Okay. Well, go ahead then. The consisting of obviously I'm the Steelers. Go Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Sure. They won it last year for the first time in a while well, and I think players. overall that team is a more complete team than the other three. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's fair. Definitely more complete than, you know, Cleveland is just going to try to stay afloat until Watson comes back in week 13. Um, Steelers are in transition of their offense. And the Ravens have By the no way, receivers or running backs. Who drafted Deshaun Watson thinking that he was only out four games. <laughs> Ouch. And I said, well, somebody wasted a draft pick. Get ready. Hopefully fifth round. go pick up go pick up Jacoby. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you and say Bengals because no one else has their stuff together. I mean, Everyone else has tons of questions. The only team that I think at the moment on paper that could rival them is Baltimore. Yeah. But yeah, we, I, I have too many questions about the receiving core of Baltimore, and I think Cincinnati has one of the most diverse offenses in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. They do it with three or at least two top tier receivers. Uh, Joe Mixon's a great running back. Their biggest weakness was offensive line last year, which they brought in a bunch of new players uh, to refresh that unit. So I think they should be better uh, coming to this year than they were last year. Even Yeah, we need to keep Joe Burrow standing, please. I would appreciate that. I'm sure he would, and he and his surgically repaired ACL would also appreciate it. All right, let's go down south to the AFC South, consisting of the Jaguars, Texans, Colts, and Titans. I believe the Titans have won it each of the last two years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, since I made you go first last time, I'll just switch it up, and then I'll go first here and, and say that? I think the Colts, I'm picking the Colts to win it this year. We do this every time. I know. Every year we flip-flop between one of us takes the Colts and one of us takes the Vikings, or Vikings, Titans. Yeah. <laughs> what? Hold on. Newsflash. Breaking news. <laughs> Usually I'm wrong, but I really think the, the Colts were close to the playoffs last year. I think they've improved with signing Matt Ryan, and, and I think the Titans got a little bit worse this offseason, losing um, A.J. Brown. Mike, you know what I got to do here. I'm going to write it down before you even say it. You take in Tennessee, Jacksonville. I'm going to take Tennessee. Um, I think it's a much closer matchup than it was last year. I also think this is going to be a very interesting division 
with Jacksonville and Houston potentially taking a step forward and their offenses yeah, yeah. to where they won't be as bad as last year. Mm-hmm. Correct. There won't be that clear two and two distinction like Tennessee and Colts and then the the Texans and the Jaguars can't even come close to competing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got to take the Titans. I mean, I know they've had a few issues come along, but again, it's continuity there. This is a new system for Matt Ryan, a veteran quarterback. I mean, the receiving core. You love Matt Ryan, though. <laughs> I do love Matt Ryan. Uh, but I'm also a realist, right? I'm not Mike. You think Green Bay is going to win every year. But uh, no, I'm going to, I got to keep the tradition. It's a tradition at this point. Yeah, it is. We'll see who's right so, this time around. I got, I got the Titans on this one. Okay. If, if you're wrong again, then if I I'm wrong have, again, I'm. Just screw it. I'm taking Jacksonville next year. <laughs> we got to break this uh, chain. Okay. AFC East with the, the Patriots, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. Uh, Matt, who you hey. got in the AFC East? I mean, it's a tough cop at Bills. It's a little tougher. I, I also have the Bills. I think Honestly, it's I was tempted. Miami, yes. New England, and New York. Yeah, picking second place is probably harder. And I, I do think uh, Miami is going to be feisty. And not, not only because... this year a lot better. Uh, yeah. Tua, I mean, in theory, I I didn't should see be any better. updates on Wilson for the Jets. No, I think the expectation is he'll miss a couple weeks. Uh, but, you know, let's be real. Is Flacco that much worse? Maybe not. Of course, there's no upside with Flacco. We expect Wilson to get better and, and show more, <laughs> a lot more in year two. Flacco won a Super Bowl, my man. <laughs> and Wilson has his whole career ahead of him to do the same. All right, you're right. Although if he does, and Flacco's still a backup on the team, then technically uh, Flacco will also get another ring. <laughs> True. <laughs> or we could even have a Nick Foles situation where he comes in and, and wins the wins the, the big last game second again. and just wins it all, yeah. and then goes to a different team and sucks. All right, so we both got the Bills here. Let's go out to the AFC West, which could be the, the most difficult one to pick. Uh, of course, here we have the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders, all legitimate playoff contenders. This is by far, like, the coolest division because it is literally yeah. anybody could take it. Think about Kansas City last year through the first four weeks. Bottom of the division. Everybody yeah. gave up on them, and look at what they turned around and came back and did. They came back and fought all the way through to take the division. There's and things won't in this division that is unheard of anywhere else. They remind me of the old school AFC North. Sure. Yeah. Except, and I know I made the same exact comparison on a previous show, uh, but I'm, I'll say it again. Except instead of being strong defenses and ground and pound offenses, these are all units that are going to put up a ton of points. Just looking at, and, and you could argue the Chiefs got a little bit worse this offseason, losing Terry Kill, and everyone else got better, right? The Chargers revamped their whole defense. The uh, Raiders brought in Devontae Adams, who's going to be a game changer for their offense. And then obviously the Broncos making probably the biggest splash of all to take Russell Wilson out of Seattle, bring him in. Um, it's it's going to be fascinating. So all that said, I'm oh. taking the Chargers. I am taking the Chargers to win the division. You, jerk. you know, I. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna pull the shockeroo over here and say, L.A. <laughs> I'm sorry to steal your thunder. <laughs> All right, there'll be a posting for a new co-host comedic relief for next week's show. Uh, tune in to that, Matt. Okay, so are you going to stick with the Chargers here? Are you going to pivot to, to be different? Why are you making this a peer pressure question? <laughs> are you going to be cool? Or are you... <laughs> I, you know I agree what? with you, though. Okay, go ahead. What are you doing? Just because I don't want to pick the same again, I'm going to take Kansas. All right. Uh, I'm not saying it with full confidence because I do think the Chargers are are going to come at this division way harder than before. I think Wilson has was walking into a very good cast in in Denver, but it is a new system. 
And yeah. I want to believe in the Raiders, but they had massive defensive problems last year. And they could yeah. not get Josh Jacobs in the run game going. However, they were a scrappy team. Not the scrappiest that honor goes to Detroit. Yes. Um, <laughs> they were up there. The Raiders though. are not going to go down without a fight. And so I do believe that it is very possible the Chargers take it just for continuity's sake or difference of, of uh, opinions. I'm going to take the safe Kansas City bet. Okay. Uh, I just want to note once again that with the new playoff format where seven teams get in from each conference, it is possible for every team from a division to get in. And if that, if that were to this division, because <laughs> they're all so good. Um, it's not going right. to be the NFC East? It's not going to be, no, it's not going to be the NFC North either. Um, I don't think there's much question who are picking to take the North, uh, but yeah, I'll let you go first just in case. Yeah, Green Bay. All right. Yeah. Same. The Vikings I almost are wanted to go with the Vikings. Yeah, they'll be second. You know, they'll be the closest challengers, I think. But although I, I do I think still... Chicago would be I think we're gonna see a different quarterback situation with Justin Fields under center. And the Lions, man. Just to... Oh yeah, I mean, I'm picking I would if we were doing all the standings right now, I would pick the Lions in third and the Bears in fourth. Nice. I, I think the Lions will leapfrog them. All right, NFC South. You know what? Put me Bucks. off of the Vikings. Okay. This is good. Yes. I mean, we can't always have the same opinions. I, I like it. NFC South, the Falcons, the Saints, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers. Obviously, the Bucks have won it each of the past. Or no, did they not win it two years ago? Maybe the Saints won it. Anyway, Breeze is gone. Brady's still around. Buccaneers are heavy favorites. Um, I think this one's a with? no-brainer. The other really? teams have too much loss. I, I well, I must the Bucks. Not, I must not have a brain then because I picked the Saints. Really? Let me let me tell you why. Oh boy, is is this going to be a is this going <laughs> to be a Cardinals situation again? Well, I hope not. But just let me tell you a couple things about the Saints. You tell they me actually, a couple things about the Saints. They actually swept Tampa Bay last year, and that was without Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. They are, did it on the back of a great defense that already that actually shut out Brady and the Bucks uh, once last year. Okay. And and this year that defense will be complemented by a much more potent offense with Jameis back healthy and three more starting receivers than they had last year. Zero. So I think the Saints can make some noise. Obviously, they've still got Alvin Kamara, one of the best running backs out there, and a solid offensive line. So you think because line. this team can sweep Tampa, they take the division? I mean, that would go a long way towards doing it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it's likely. This would be like a sleeper, or you know, like so a, you're against the odds for sure. A, a, an offense with a questionable quarterback, a questionable new head quarterback. coach, and offensive play caller. And going to write all out on defense. Okay. A head coach who's been there for many, many years. So it's not exactly a new head coach, but it is a new new offensive caller, not the offensive play caller. That was all Sean Payton. This is true. Uh, But you know, I'm a Jameis believer for better or worse. Oh, I know. It's so infuriating. You know, I just love these quarterbacks who throw more interceptions than touchdowns, just like Brett Favre. I was going to say, there's the Favre comment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It, it's a, you know, it's out there. Obviously, the Buccaneers are heavy favorites to win it, but I think I could see the Saints making some noise. I definitely would have been second place in that division, but we'll see. We right, will now see. Now things get interesting. Very, very interesting. The NFC East, consisting of the Cowboys, the um, Eagles, the Commanders, and the Giants. You know what this division reminds me of? What? Have you ever taken a palette of paints and you kind of add a little bit of each color and you get that crap brown color? <laughs> My kids do that every single day. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that, that's how that's what represents the NFC East. <laughs> yeah, most of it comes from those from that burgundy of the commanders. <laughs> so who um, 
so which uh let me try to ex extend the metaphor which which color shines through the uh mishmash <laughs> i can't believe i'm about to say this oh, i hope we're not going to agree here okay go ahead though <laughs> the green and white damn you yeah i had the eagles too <laughs> All right, fine. I'll take Dallas. I, I thought I was going to have to convince you, so I wrote a bunch of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think Dallas, it's another situation where Dallas got weaker in the offseason. You know, they lost Amari Cooper. Voluntarily, they gave him up. They traded him for, for pennies. Um, but they also won't have Michael Gallup, that receiver, for the first portion of the season. The offensive line lost some pieces. Zeke may or may not be washed. And, I don't uh, know. You took them. I we'll get to that in a second. Thank God the, our intro remains relevant. Uh, my line about uh, no slander against the great name of Ezekiel Elliott. I had to just keep that <laughs> continuity there. <laughs> See, I did it all for the. I appreciate for the you taking one for the team on that. <laughs> all right, I'll take the Cowboys to be different from you, but I, in my heart, I agree, and I think you make oh, this smart. Oh, I was going to take the Cowboys. You want them? Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll this one for you. I feel like they've always been your team since they were your sleeper the first year. <laughs> well, they only became my team after Dak Prescott. <clears throat> oh, that's right, because you always hated Romo, even as a before his, his commentary days. Oh, my God, it just got worse. <laughs> I watch football with this increasingly frequent, nauseated look of all... I mean, when he said the line chases on the case, that pretty much won me over as a parent now and someone well-versed in uh, Paw Patrol. <laughs> All right, one more division, the NFC West. Another very intriguing one here with the Cardinals, 49ers, Rams, and Seahawks. Man, screw all these teams. The Rams uh, won it last year, right, with um, year one of Matt Stafford in in town at quarterback and obviously they won the super bowl do you pick them to repeat as division champs i do i do not i am actually taking the 49 no i'm taking the 49ers okay okay Oh, Cardinals? No, I'm done with that. I, I'm done with the Cardinals. They, they burned me. You, you were so mean to me. I, I, can't, I never could look at them the same way after that. <laughs> you so ruined them for me. I don't think I've ever been more accurate about my analysis of a team, ever. No, that was, you were spot on. And you were so, so much conviction, I remember, too. I don't know, how did you, I don't know how you do that. But, but no, no, not uh, the Cardinals. You because... speak very confidently and people are like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Um, I, even the Cardinals heard you and they were like, damn, he's right. <laughs> we, we don't have what it takes. <laughs> They're just in their, uh, head, yeah. their, their, their room meetings like this guy. We got to prove him wrong. Like, I know he's right, but we got to do this other thing. Kyler was listening to this podcast instead of doing his independent film study. You know, you know how it goes. <laughs> uh, okay. I do think I do yeah. think all the teams will be competitive here besides the Seahawks. Um, but I'll take the 49ers. To get to the next level with you know Trey Lance now at quarterback, and the I, fact that they can beat Green Bay in the postseason frequently. We that's one thing we for sure know they can do. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is that I feel like this is going to be an ongoing thing throughout the season is Matt Stafford's elbow. It's already an issue to the point where they limited his work and practice and preseason training. Uh, so that's going to be something that they're monitoring all season. And if something happens where he were to have to miss time, then they're in big trouble. Whereas the 49ers have a great backup quarterback now. <laughs> right. Cool. Well, that was fun. I'm glad we've got a little more diversity in our answers this year than, than usual. <laughs> I remember previous years, we would just be like, yep, yep, yep. Same. Well, but what makes it so hard, right. is like, there are certain teams like in years past, right? New England was taken the East. There was no contest. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, you could argue the NFC South was typically dominated by the Saints. Like there were just these teams that had that division guaranteed on lock. 
and it's mm. not that way anymore, which is nice. I like this. I like when I like when you don't have to yeah. worry about a blowout game. That's one of the best things about the NFL and the salary cap is the the parity among the teams that it kind of forces. All right, so in a very uh, kind of similar vein here, let's let's uh, let's pick our playoff sleepers. And I want to note that how we're defining our sleepers for this year and this is year they're based on taking a nap currently. Yeah, like Kyler Murray instead of watching film. Is that going to be the? Is are we are we doing this all season? I am at least until you start hanging up on me. <laughs> so here's how we defined sleeper for this year, and instead of going by last year's records, I looked at uh, the, what teams Vegas uh, sportsbook says have higher odds to miss the playoffs than to make the playoffs. So that was the pool of teams. Actually, I should bring up the picture that I texted you. I have it on the, my phone. Do you? Okay. Because I'm trying to scroll through all these messages. Okay, I here we go. God, I, I, it's not like I promised I studied and I made a decision <laughs> before or now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I guess you better let me go first then. In the wow, Let's start crazy. in the... Actually, I have you slated to go first in the NFC, so fine, I'll let you go. And in case you need it, I'll buy you some time. The teams that qualified in the NFC that uh, the sportsbooks have higher odds to miss the playoffs are the Vikings, the Saints, Commanders, Giants, Bears, Seahawks, Panthers, Lions, and Falcons. So that was the pool of teams we're picking from for our NFC sleepers. Matt, go ahead. The floor is yours. I am torn between two, and I'm going to say both because I'm, I want to make sure I don't pick the same as you, okay? Sure. Yeah, I also wrote down two just in case so we could avoid that. So, so who's your number I one? I have the Panthers. Okay. And out of, out of heartfelt joy for pure entertainment, I actually picked the Lions. <laughs> All right. Well, I had neither of those, so take your pick. Who do you believe you know it I'm gonna more in, it interesting. Your, I'm gonna take in your heart of hearts? <laughs> Wow. I feel like okay. Carolina is the safe bet, but I like the long odds, and I like what Detroit has done. Now, that being said, I doubt they're going to make it very far. But if you look at the way with the additional team that gets into the postseason, certain divisions like the NFC East and the NFC South have more weak points than they do strong points. <clears throat> like, I don't think the Saints are going to be – as 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 good as we may think they are the panthers are coming in through this transitional period the falcons lost the only component of their team that mattered and that was matt ryan you have this debacle Mm -hmm. of teams between the commanders who are still finding their identity yeah the giants who are just a a a a cluster bomb of of (laughs) questions Um, Thank you for censoring yourself there so I didn't have to go back and find the 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 Cowboys who we feel are still dominant, but we're not quite sure. We know their history in the postseason and the Eagles, who are probably the entire wild card in that division. Like those those four teams right there are almost five teams are just enough question marks that have that chance to propel a team that's decent. Remember, a couple of years ago. The NFC East team that made it to the postseason made it with a losing record. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay, well, it's a very bold pick because the Lions have the second lowest odds of making the playoffs, according to Vegas. Uh, But sleeping deep, but I like the pick. Um, We're big uh, Dan Campbell fans on this show, so I won't I won't argue too much with you, even though I don't I don't believe it. And I actually did pick. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, it's like if I had to pick a safe bet, I would have taken Carolina. But I like the the idea of the Lions actually making our NFC home division way more interesting. Yeah, I don't know if Carolina is that much safer, but my my sleeper pick is from Carolina's division. I'm doubling down on what I said before about the Saints and they're my NFC sleeper pick. I, you know, I picked them to win the division, which if that happens, obviously they're in automatically based on that. But uh, going back to last year, they were nine and eight. And that was even with, like I said, no receivers and a quarterback carousel, including the likes of Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill. Uh, I was going to say no offense, but but yes, I, I do mean to offend by that. And Ian Book, <laughs> Ian Book playing quarterback. 
Uh, and they've upgraded all these positions while bringing back what, most of what was a really good defense. And so I think the Saints have as good a chance. Well, I guess I'm saying they have a better chance than the rest of these teams are making the playoffs. That's kind of how that goes, Mike. <laughs> yes. Okay. In the AFC, the list of teams to pick from was considerably smaller, uh, which is interesting. It's like Vegas expects the AFC to be better than the NFC as a whole, which it, it was last year. So the eligible teams we could pick from in the AFC are the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Raiders, Steelers, Jaguars, Jets, and Texans. And uh, so I had two here written down as well. I My first choice would be the Dolphins. Is that, who did you have in mind? Uh, yeah, the Dolphins were definitely like um, a mental pick by me. Um, but I also took the Raiders last year, so I was going to kind of go back to that. Yeah, and, and you were right about them, the Raiders last year. Um, so if you want the Dolphins, I'll I'll take the Raiders again. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I would love to take the Dolphins. Uh, I'll go first then. So the Dolphins, uh, they have a new head coach and Mike McDaniel, who's coming over from San Francisco, uh, part of the Shanahan coaching tree, as they say. And ever since about last Saturday, when I drafted him as my quarterback, two in fantasy, I am all in on Tua Tagovailoa. <laughs> yeah. He's got, uh, that's kind of a joke, but the reality is the Dolphins won eight of their last nine games last year. Uh, they still missed the playoffs. Thanks to a, insanely bad start to the season um they have a good defense playmakers like xavier howard in the secondary and they have a really um kind of retooled offense that's now all of a sudden deep at wide receiver and running back skill position players they traded for tyreek hill they brought in chase edmonds and raheem most in free agency and it's do or die time for tua it's his i think his third year and uh, they're looking for a big leap forward from him. And so I'm kind of buying into that. If he can make that leap and the defense maintains kind of what it did last year, then uh, this team could be in a good position to challenge for the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with most of that one. I feel like I feel like it's weird. The AFC was a lot tighter in that top spot than the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I remember going into week 18 last year. The NFC was like all wrapped up, but in the AFC, it was like anything could still happen because there are more there are more good teams. All right, so there you have it: our NFC sleepers, the Lions for Matt, the Saints for me, our AFC sleepers, the Dolphins for me, and the Raiders for Matt. You ready to talk NFL awards? Yeah, sure. Uh, couple of these are super freaking tricky to figure out <laughs> yeah uh, the, especially the rookie ones are, are tricky with no notable quarterbacks how about um, assistant coach of the year like really oh i've got i've got a banger for that one it's a oh, name i've never heard Christ. before <laughs> you're gonna notice a pattern of all my picks and what i I, happen. I don't like where this is going at all <laughs> all right so we'll start with Offensive Rookie of the Year. And uh, since you know I love the Saints, I'm going with Chris Olave, the wide receiver they took in the first round. All in on the Saints this year, apparently. How about you? I'm going to go with a I little higher I... odds. Here. Okay. I'm gambling that he starts early and he actually does very well with the supporting cast around him. You stop. What are you doing? Oh, am I wrong? Go ahead and say it. No, it's fine. You can say it because you had to type it because you're rude. <laughs> no, that's kudos to you. You gave such a good intro. I knew who you were talking about already. Kenny Pickett. Um, it's Kenny Pickett. I think there are good odds that he does start at some point. Yeah. And uh, just on Olave, I think that Saints are going to be a good team and Jameis likes to chuck it downfield and Olave looks like he's going to start right away alongside Michael Thomas. So a lot of opportunities there. Defensive rookie of the year is where I took the easy way out. Uh, 
Aiden Hutchinson for your sleeper for your Lions. Uh, that was my pick as well. All right, yeah, that's fine if we double up on him. He was uh, the second overall pick in the draft, of course. Hard knocks. Well, and if I'm gonna star. pick the Lions as a sleeper, I gotta put some faith in someone on that team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I bet I know your coach of the year too, but we'll get there in a second. <laughs> Uh, some of these are kind of random. I mean, defensive player of the year. Who did who did you take? Uh, a defensive guy. Very wise. You know what? I'm going to take Max Crosby. Oh, that's a good one, actually. Yeah. Again, I'm going to solidify my 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 sleeper pick <clears throat> with some of these mm-hmm. people. Well, he was he was great last year. It was kind of like a breakout year for him. And someone's got to play defense on that team. You would hope so. It's usually pretty good, uh, pretty helpful. Really? I went with Aaron Donald for the Rams. They're such a cheap. Oh, I want to say something. (laughs) I didn't even look, but I'm guessing he's probably one of the top (laughs) odds makers, favorite picks for him to win it. But always a force of nature on the field and. Decided to come back to the Rams instead of retiring. So, uh, still in his physical prime, he should be ready to go for another dominant season. All right, who you got for offensive player of the year? If you say Derek Carr, uh, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to take what? <laughs> so, if you say Derek Carr, I'm going to be upset. No, I, uh, I'm helping you out this time. Oh, Jameis? Evo Samuel. Oh, <laughs> That's a good good call. I feel like with everything he does for San Francisco, the restructured contract, putting Trey Lance at the helm, but having Jimmy G kind of in the wings if need be, it puts him in a really good position to be that everything gadget player to where we should see much more out of him, especially because I still don't even think I know their backfield over there. I don't know if they know it either, but yeah, it's a good good call. I mean, last year was really the first time he was used in this hybrid wide receiver running back role, and it was uh, very effective. I think I remember he led the team in rushing touchdowns and probably receiving touchdowns too. Uh, super dynamic. Maybe even passing touchdowns. Ooh. <laughs> I decided to take Justin Jefferson for this one, also a receiver. Uh, for the Vikings, I'm I'm really excited about what that offense is going to look like under, you know, the new regime there with Kevin O'Connell coming over from the Rams. And uh, all indications seem to be that they're going to be much more pass-happy attack than we're used to seeing, which is going to be just amazing for Cousins and Jefferson and the others. Maybe it'll make Minnesota not get Kirk Cousins. Do you think when I go to Minnesota, I should wear, like, have a Kirk Cousins rules flag just on my vehicle? <laughs> If you want your vehicle to get keyed, then yeah, because apparently they, they do not they do not like him up there. Apparently, yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> Com- company pays for it. Our comeback player of the year. I have a joke answer for this and a serious answer. Oh Jesus! Okay, what? <laughs> go ahead, Mike. I'm now invested in this. All right. Well, after he shockingly announced his retirement earlier in the off season, he he unretired. And now he's going to lead his team. Embarrassing me. (laughs) He unretired, only to now lead his team to the promised land for the second time in three years. Of course, I'm talking about Tom Brady. Okay, who's your real pick? Michael Thomas. Uh, Saints wide receiver. He's been injured uh, two years in a row. We haven't seen him on a football field since, I think, 2019. Yeah, you know how I feel about Jameis and the Saints, so he's got to have a top receiver. I think it'll be Thomas, and if he can, if he's anything like what we saw pre-injury, I think uh, he'd be a good candidate. I appreciate the way you've had all that description and kind of kept the name out because I'm going to literally copy-paste your description, but I have a different name. Interesting. Now I'm intrigued. Go for it. Saquon Barkley. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think like, it was between Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. But I feel like McCaffrey's mm-hmm. going to be put in a position with the way that the the Panthers are going to run that team. 
that it could be very problematic and make him prone to getting hurt again because he was the entire offense for the longest time. And I don't think much has been done to help that case. However, Saquon was the beating heart of New York's offense. And if he can get back to the level he was at, Daniel Jones may have that ability to get rid of the football and limit it being in his hands. Mm-hmm. Keeping it out of his hands means less turnovers, less prone to fumbling the football. Uh-huh. Overall yep. helps that team perform. And I think without Saquon being there, it has hurt what they could potentially have. Yeah, it's a good point. And this will be, he's two years, or yeah, he'll be two years removed from the injury now. And that's usually when you see guys fully bounce back to their, you know, 100% of what they were before that type of injury, especially for a running back. Um, and like you said, any any play where Daniel Jones doesn't throw the ball is, is a good play. So they sh- he should have a heavy workload. And they've got a retooled offensive line, too. So could work uh, work out better than in Carolina, potentially. I like it. Assistant coach of the year. Yeah, this is a tricky one because I don't know that many, uh, co- you know, coordinators and stuff. But, so what do you got? So I, I think the Eagles are going to be good. And uh, particularly on offense, I think they could take a huge step forward. So I looked up who their offensive coordinator is. It's a fellow named Shane Steichen. And, uh, yeah, he's the guy. He was took over as offensive coordinator for them about halfway through last season. I think uh, he was at least partially the mastermind behind their change of philosophy after – their pass-happy attack wasn't working. They became the run-heaviest team in the league, and that was extremely successful for them uh, the rest of the season. And so I think they're going to take a big step forward this year with Jalen Hurts now in his third year. Now he has a really premier weapon in the passing game with A.J. Brown in town on top of a really strong running back room, a great offensive line, and, of course, Jalen Hurts' own rushing abilities. So I think the offense is going to be great, and I think – their coordinator could get the nod for this award as a result. How about you? Oh, is this where I'm supposed to have an answer? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of coordinators in the league. A lot of them are very worthy of this title. I am not absolutely <laughs> time at this point. <laughs> um, I don't know. Actually, as I look at this, there's a lot of candidates. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go way out of here and say we. I think it's. I think it's a bit of a stretch because I'm looking for a massive improvement and I don't know Matt how. Patricia. What? <laughs> Matt Patricia slash Joe Judge. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely the way I go. I um, knew it. <laughs> how'd you know, Mike? You know me so well. So uh, well. I'm actually gonna go with Pep Hamilton, who is the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. Oh, okay. Don't ask me why. That's all I got. Okay, I was waiting for an explanation, but no, I kind of like it. We're also big fans, or I shouldn't say big fans. We're fans of Davis Mills on this show. Yes, and I think if Mills can can stand toe-to-toe and and show that massive improvement, I think that awards Pep with the fact that there's a massive coaching change. you got Lovey Smith back in the game now. Yep. So that that's always a, a nice uh, nice thing. The next this next part gets easier. God, I I was prepared for this next part. Yeah, I already know your pick. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Mike McDaniel, coach coach of the year. Oh oh really? Okay. No. Oh, <laughs> you really faked me out there. <laughs> um, that would be I, a reasonable I, pick. <laughs> Mike McDaniel actually was my first pick. Um, Mm. given the fact of what he could do with Miami and that offense. But if the Lions were to even make it to the wild card position, with what Dan Campbell has done with that team, nobody deserves it more for taking a franchise that had a very solid quarterback but could never do anything with the pieces around it and turning this team into a, a force that not to be reckoned with yet, but is on the uptick and is no longer the bottom of the barrel of a division. Right. Laughing stock. Yeah. Correct. That it's been for years. 
I think even if they don't make the playoffs, but they're close, if they're like close to a 500 record, I, I could see him winning it based on that. Uh, so I think that's a really good call and very likely. Uh, my pick for coach of the year was Brandon Staley, who is the Chargers head coach. It will be his second year in the position. I'm surprised um, you didn't take Dennis Allen, knowing you're freaking all in on the Saints. <laughs> I'm, I'm more all in on the Chargers. Uh, but, yeah, that would, that would work, too. But, no, I think the Chargers, it, it's so funny, all the buzz around the Chargers the last few years. They actually haven't made the playoffs yet under Justin Herbert. Um, but, you know, I think this is the year they changed that. I could see them. Obviously, I picked them to win the division, as as did you, I guess, originally, until I bullied you into changing. But I could see them making a playoff run under Staley, and it's just his second year as head coach of the team, second year as a head coach, period. So uh, if he takes his team far, I, I could see him getting the award. Yeah. Oh, there's one more category. Crap. One more, arguably the most important. MVP of the league. Will Aaron Rodgers win his third in a row? What do you say? No. Yeah. Agreed. So who do you think wins MVP? Please hold your call. It's very important to us. Please remain on the line and we'll be with you shortly. All right. I, I can go first. We, we haven't talked about them much on uh, tonight as it's almost such a given that we expect this team to be great. But I'm, I'm picking Josh Allen, quarterback of the Bills. They are arguably the top contender in a super loaded AFC conference. And he's taken strides every year uh, that he's been in the league. And I think he's going to be really, really good again. And All right. I may be a little bit biased on this. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was still just stalling for time. I didn't have anything else to say. (laughs) What do you got? Perfect. Um, I may be a little bit biased to this, uh-huh. but no, we didn't discuss that. Stop. No, we didn't. I don't even have a pick for that. Why are you reading? <laughs> you can read. <laughs> um, I'm picking Joe don't. Burrow. Oh, yeah. I feel bad it's okay. always quarterback. It's too, right? Yeah, but it pretty much always is. Let me look up the list of MVPs. Somehow, I don't know how my default browser got changed to Bing. And I'm in Chrome. Which is a, <laughs> Chrome is a Google tool, but somehow Bing is my default search engine. <laughs> and I don't know how to change it. Okay, I wanted to look it up because you said it. So the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, or nine. The last nine MVPs have all been uh, quarterbacks. Do you know impromptu trivia question? There's no way you would get this, but, but do you know who the last non-quarterback MVP was? I'll give you the year and the position. It was 2012, and it was a running back, and he played for the Vikings. Adrian Peterson? Yes. Good. Very good. Even with the hints, I feel like that was tricky. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now the biggest one that I just added to the notes right now and don't even have an answer for myself. <laughs> God, you're so stupid. I know. <laughs> Super Bowl matchup, and then, of course, champion. So I think, uh, based on what I just said about Josh Allen, I'm going to say it's going to be the Bills representing the AFC. And uh, you know what? Call me a homer, but no, it's time. The Packers are going to get back to the Super Bowl this year. Jimmy Garoppolo is no longer the starter in, in San Francisco. He was their kryptonite. So I'm taking the Packers to go all the way to the big game. Uh, and then before I reveal who I think will win that game, how do you, who do you see making it to the Super Bowl this year? It's going to be a battle of the bees for the final time. It's going to be the Bills versus the Bucks. Oh, Okay. Bills versus Bucks. So we both have the Bills. I like it. And this, I'm calling it now. Are you ready? The ultimate prediction. None of these other names freaking matter. This is Brady's final year. 
That might be the boldest. That might be the hottest take of all. <laughs> it's going to get hot so in a second. You ready? You may need to unbutton that shirt a little bit there. It's getting warm. <laughs> well, it's it's been off this whole segment, but yeah, oh, go on. <laughs> Did you forget? Yeah, sorry. I totally I switched the camera. Whoa. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Some um, of that Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, chest hair. <laughs> Yeah, the bling. It's so blingy, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Deshaun Jackson. Go on. Go on. Brady walks off the field defeated. Oh. No uh, Peyton Manning-esque blaze of glory. <laughs> it's going to be Walking close. The it's going to be yeah. a battle. It's going to be a, a high-scoring Super Bowl, but it, at the end of the day, um, after having confetti fall on the other team twice for the Buffalo Bills, they pull out all the stops and they just punch the Bucks <laughs> right in the mouth finally. And the confetti falls on them for a change. No more, no more depressing pictures of Stefan Diggs looking on. As right, as the confetti falls. And yeah, I actually, um, well, as much as I would love for the Packers to win it, we all know what happens when the Packers face a running quarterback in a big playoff game. And uh, I don't think their defensive additions uh, will will fix the fact that they always get completely run over by other teams and their quarterbacks. So I'm taking the Bills as well. Cool. Same, all right, let's same, take a sh- same outcome, different paths. I like that. <clears throat> yeah. Let's take a short break, come back and talk just a little bit of fantasy. Yes. Now, let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner. I know you're excited for this. I am excited as I just pull up the rosters here and we're back. All right. Let's listen to that sweet, sweet theme song once again. And let's, uh, yeah, so last weekend we had our draft for our redraft ESPN league. Um, Matt, you picked from the fourth spot. I picked from eighth. And honestly, my main focus was to avoid my quarterback mistake of last year where I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And then everybody (laughs) was gone. And I ended up stashing Trey Lance on my bench all year only for him to never overtake the starting role. (laughs) (laughs) I traded for... Um, Daniel Jones in one of the most misguided <laughs> trades yeah, that ever have been done. After the Saints game, right, where he inexplicably threw for 400 yards and like four touchdowns or something. And then through the rest of the season, I don't think even if you added up all his yardage totals, I don't think he had another 400 yards, even though that wasn't like week two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did end up with Russell Wilson as my QB one, which I'm reasonably happy about. As I already alluded to, Tua is my QB2. It's a, essentially a two-quarterback league. So. Oh, did you change your name? I did. I'm not super proud of it. Uh, I might try to think of something better, but my first-round pick was Jamar Chase. My team name is Chase is on the case. <laughs> you know what? I, I approve. I approve. I like right. yours, too. Um, <laughs> you want to go ahead and give us a recap of your draft? So I had the unfortunate, or I guess fortunate, this isn't a bad roster. Um, yeah, and you were drafting from work. I'm very impressed by uh, what you were able to put together. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was actually on the clock at work, um, and I'm a sales floor manager, so I'm constantly moving and interacting with people. And yet I managed to snag my QB1 is Joe Burrow with Matt Ryan as my QB2. I feel like I jumped the gun a little bit on this and kind of panicked, but I took Austin Eckler. Uh, but I feel very strongly about pairing it with DeAndre Swift. That is a great uh, one-two punch, yeah. Uh, and then I was very happy with uh, Mike Williams uh, from the Chargers. Yeah. And then I still managed to grab George Kittle as my tight end, which led to the team name just a Kittle bit. Um, great. which could possibly change to Kittles and Bits. Oh, you know what? I think that's better. It's always an important thing to think about when you're drafting is potential puns. It's happening now. You know, it's, I was, Kittles. It's, it's Kittles and Bits. Love it. See, that made me... I was very upset with you when you um, 
Well, two times. I was hoping Mike Williams would fall to me in the round that you ended up taking him. And then same with Allen Robinson a couple rounds later. <laughs> Just looking at the board, I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to draft Allen Robinson. No one else wants him. <laughs> but uh, it's okay, though, because then I would have had two players on my team that disappointed me last year. Now, as it stands now, I only have Zeke. Well, I also I also took a massive gamble and pulled your strategy and took Cordell Patterson. Gambling that he's yeah. the only one on the Atlanta <clears throat> roster that's going to do anything productive. He's I mean, after an entire offseason, he's it's basically still just him and Kyle Pitts and Drake London, I guess, if he can get healthy. Um, but then I felt really good, too, because on my bench, I got Tyler Boyd, which and depending on matchups could be a great flex play. and then. With Dalvin Cook being injury prone, I actually took uh, Alexander Matson. I like that. Yeah. To kind of hold on to him. Um, I thought you just took him because he had Matt in his name. You know what? It's it's a great thing, and I appreciate the way the last three because I wasn't there to draft the last three benches, and I'm like, I need another running back and a tight end. But I ended up with on my bench uh, Hardman, Shark, Galladay, White, and Ingram, and I can't really complain about most of this. Yeah, I was. I kept looking at your roster throughout the draft, and I was largely impressed. Well, and what I try to stay away from is the past two years, I've put everything into one player, and that person got hurt. And right. so I try yeah. to make sure that even if I had a star starter go down, I had enough balance there to sure, prevent my team from, you know, collapsing in on itself. Because it was Dak two years ago, and then it was... Um, Derek Henry last year. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put a Twitter poll up there with our teams and, and see what uh, what kind of feedback that gets with the, between our rosters. As it's going into week one, you're projected at like a point more than me. So we'll see. I do well, maintain I'm also my tight projected end. projected like 17 more points than, than your wife. Uh oh, what happened? I'll I'll look into that later. Give her a little nudge. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. That's fine. It's not collusion. It's all in the family. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got Elliot again for a second year in a row after he was so disappointing down the stretch, or you know, most of last year actually. In theory, he's healthy now. That knee issue he had. Um, I'm going with the tight end strategy of the the super late round guy. So. Stay tuned. <laughs> Dawson Knox is the guy right now, but I imagine that'll change many times. Uh, I was so worried through. at some point about not getting a, a decent tight end. So when Kittle was there, when I took him, I was actually impressed because my fallback yeah. was Dallas Goddard. Oh, uh, yeah, he was my main guy I was targeting. Uh, but he, he went before I could pounce. There we go. Team name officially Kittles and Bits. Nice. That's so good. <laughs> you know, a team team can only perform as, as well as its its name. So if George um, Kittle only other, doesn't have a stellar year this year, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> only other note from the draft was uh, that Kevin took my strategy from last year. We were all just waiting around like he still has no quarterbacks. It's the tenth round. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with that boy's brain. Well, he, he was at work too, in fairness. Uh but <clears throat> and he's, of course, our defending champion. He ended up with Daniel Jones and oh. uh, Marcus Mariota. Oh, no. And, and Geno Smith. So he's going to be rolling out some combination of those guys. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't laugh because you never know what's going to happen. What Daniel Jones could come out under Dable and be a world beater. But I wouldn't bet on that. Uh, I do have to make a shout out to one of our people's team names, uh, the Dak Street Boys. Still remember that? That's going to hold a special place. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. We've got, well, recording this Friday night. Hopefully it'll release Saturday, in which case there will be five days until the regular season starts. What? Get it on. Uh, and you will hear from us one more time before then with our week one preview, but. I think that's all we got for this episode. Matt, thank you as always. Thank you for doing your homework slash during the call work. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, I had some of it planned in advance. You did. No, I appreciate it. It was some good, uh, good discussion. And I wrote everything down so we can come back at the end of the year and see how wrong we both were. Excellent. That's my favorite <laughs> part. That is the best part. We get dumber uh, so every year. You would think the more and more we do this, we'd get more intelligent. And yet, for some <laughs> weird reason, it just gets worse. Well, actually, we got uh, two of our four sleeper teams were correct last year. I don't know about our division picks because I didn't write those down last year. But our sleepers were two. Uh, we went from zero out of four, zero out of four to two out of four. So I'm counting on us getting them all right this year. <laughs> uh, well, my bad. We have the best we can do stay, is three out of four. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon for our week one preview. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.